Hi, hello, and welcome back to the 1983 National Football League draft. And with the first round, John Elway. Welcome in, everybody, to Trickle Down Theories with your host, Eric Trickle. NFL draft. And with the first round, pick. Deion Sanders. I was kind of scared. I thought the show was going to take me. I would ask for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. Welcome back to the NFL draft. To the young players with the draft all about. Here and in, you're out. Welcome back to the draft. Marcus Evers running back. Tackle. Quarterback. Every year in the draft, there has been a trade. Ricky Williams. John Dolphin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trickle Down Theories Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Trickle. On Trickle Down Theories, we talk about all things NFL and draft. We have a small focus on the Denver Broncos, as I am an analyst with MyLateral.com. And we talk about all things, as I said, signings, trades, rosters, team needs, anything and everything you can think of. On today's show, I'm going to be ranking the AFC teams from worst to best. This is my projections on teams based off of what I saw from watching their tape last year and how the rosters look, moves they made in free agency moves they made in the draft just everything you can think of it's how i'm projecting them to be ranked next year when just looking at the afc now before i jump into this i want to thank our great sponsor audible and let you guys know that you guys can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up again www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up they have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your phone android kindle mb3 player all that stuff i use it my fiance uses it my fiance actually signed up for using the mile I huddle code she absolutely loved it she, we were getting ready to go see ready player one and we couldn't find her hard copy of the book and so she really wanted to read it so she threw this on she's able to do this while she was just working around the house doing all that stuff taking care of our daughter going for rides thing, all, all that stuff she was just able to listen to it and be able to hear the book and so she knew what was going on when she went into the movie and i've actually been using it as i'm writing for mileihuddle.com i sit there and i throw on a book i'm a big star wars nerd i'm a big sci-fi nerd i love all that kind of stuff as we signed up for it ready player one that's the one i've been going through i went and saw it in theaters first so i'm actually getting around to listening to the book now now we're able to jump into this i have i have this split up into multiple things i'm not going to go through just quickly from bottom to top and briefly discuss it i'm going to try and go as in depth as i possibly can over it as to why i have each team where for the worst team i have the bills they have some questions at quarterback with aj mccarron and josh allen i'm just not sure what they're going to do there they have some issues on their offense interior offensive line they have lost some they lost their talent there they have some okay weapons for their quarterbacks they have LaShawn McCoy who's a good weapon but they just have a lot of they have a lot of concerns on offense and they really exceeded expectations last year is their head coach Sean McDermott able going, going to be able to avoid that sophomore slump as a coach is he going to be able to keep them playing well how's that defense going to look just they have they just have some serious questions about them in general as for the number the next team it's the New York Jets what I almost put them last but what made me put them one spot ahead is that they have a okay quarterback situation. Josh McCown, he's a viable starter for them short term while they work on coaching up Sam Darnold. They have some decent weapons for him. They have some decent talent on defense. They have some decent guys around the quarterback to win some games. They exceeded expectations last year, but he expected them to be the worst team in the NFL. And they managed to pick up only the sixth spot in the draft, not the first. So, And then they traded up for the number three spot to get Sam Darnold. But they have some key talent. They have some young talent. They should hopefully can take 
take a step forward for their sake and their fan's sake. But this year, I'm just not seeing it just yet. Then I have the Oakland Raiders with John Gruden in tow. I think that they are kind of having an identity crisis. They have some issues between their front office and their coaching staff that I'm just not sure they're able to work out. And I think that'll translate to the field. They're, they have some age in the wrong places as well. I mean, they have some good young talent. They have Cleo Mack. They have Derek Carr. They have Amari Cooper. But right now, Cleo Mack's holding out. He wants that big deal. Once he gets that big deal, it's going to really strap them with the cap. They're going to have some issues there. So it's going to be curious to see what they do going forward and how they are able to play and how John Gruden's able to even coach in the modern day NFL. Because the, everything I've heard of him from with his interviews and all this stuff about what he wants, it seems like he wants to continue to coach like it was the 1990s or the early 2000s, where the game was not as athletic, where you can get around with a lot, get away with a lot more and all that jazz. And I just don't think that it's going to work out very well. Then I have the Cincinnati Bengals. They're a team that they tend, they either exceed expectations or fail to meet expectations every year for my projections. Because I do this for every year and I've done this for, I've done this since I was 15 years old. So for 11 years now, I think, and every year they've never been close to where I have them. They have, right now their issue is Andy Dalton. You don't know what you're going to get with him game to game. You don't know what even gonna, what you're going to get, what version of Andy Dalton you're going to get play to play. They have some concerns that coaching, they have, they lack an identity on offense. They have a really bad offensive line. Their defense is okay, but they have some issues there. They have, they, it's just a garbled mess for the Bengals right now that they don't have, they, they just don't have an identity and they got to find an identity to take the step forward. And then I have the Cleveland Browns. They went and made some moves. They made some key moves, but the question is, can Hugh Jackson help them? That's a big question for me. I'm not a big fan of Hugh Jackson as a coach, so we'll see what happens there. I don't think that even the small, pro- small step forward that I'm projecting, I don't think he's able to keep his job, but we will see what happens there. Obviously, I think that they, again, they made some key moves. They went and got a decent quarterback with Tyrod Taylor to play. But I think that Baker Mayfield, who they drafted first overall, ends up playing at some point this year. They went and got some weapons for him. They went and got Jarvis Landry, who's a nice weapon to help move the chains and move that offense. They made some additions to that defense that will help out that defense. So I think that in the end, they have made the right moves to take the step forward and be a decent team. Then I have the Colts. This The issue with the Colts is I, I really like Frank Reich as a coach. I like what they've done so far. But the question is, Andrew Luck, is he going to be ready to go when he does come back? Is he going to be good to go? Is there going to be some issues? I'm just, I have a bunch of questions about him that I almost wanted to put them a little bit lower. I actually have it scribbled out on my notes that I had them at 13 and then I moved them up to 11. So again, it just comes down to Andrew Luck. Is it, How is he when he, how is he going to be when he actually comes back? Now, before I get to the next part of this, I just want to remind you listeners to please give us a click and subscribe to us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. Don't forget to share us on Twitter and Facebook and all other social media. Don't even forget to share us by word of mouth. A few weeks ago, I ran in, before school ended up here, I ran into my old language arts teacher and she was asking me what I was doing. And I was telling her that I, I get to do podcasts and I get to cover the Denver Broncos and for CBS Sports and MileHuddle.com. And it's something that I absolutely love to do. And she went and told my history teacher, who is a huge Denver Broncos fan, he always goes to a game every single year. So she was able to tell him. And then about two weeks ago, I ran into my history teacher and he was telling me that he listens to the podcasts. And so word of mouth even helps spread it around. So please, as a call to action, take the time, go to iTunes and Spreaker, rate, subscribe, and let your voices be heard on how well you enjoy not just my show, but every show that the Huddle Up Podcast Network brings you. This would be greatly appreciated as you guys are the ones who enable us to do something that we all love to do. So please help spread the word around. Now, as for I jump into the next part of this, this is the one where I think that most disagreements will come from. I have the Dolphins at 10. They have they have some serious questions all over the place, but I think what helps them is that I think I'm projecting them to play in a pretty weak division. But I think they can get some pretty easy wins, especially against the Jets and the Bills. I looked over their schedule as a whole and they have some pretty easy games there that they should be able to walk away with. Obviously, you never 
never know what's going to happen until the game is played. So we'll see what happens there. This is all based on, this is all projections. And so we're not sure what we're going to get from them. Ryan Tannehill, that's a question. The defensive line with losing. So that's going to be a question. Can Adam Gase take the step forward? They had some new coaches. How's that offensive line going to look? How's the running backs going to look? What are they going to do for a playmaker on offense? They just have a bunch of questions that need to be answered. So I think that this, my gut wants to tell me that this is a little high. My brain's telling me that it's about right where they will end up. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye out and see what happens there. Then I have the Kansas City Chiefs at number nine. They're a team that made some big moves. They traded away their starting quarterback. They traded away their young star cornerback that, and they don't have guaranteed answers for him. Patrick Mahomes, he looked well, he looked good in last year's preseason, but when he saw action against the Denver Broncos to end the season, it wasn't as crack, as great as a lot of people crack it up to be. So it's definitely a concern there. And then they had some issues covering wide receivers and stopping the passing game, and they traded away their young star corner. They still have a bunch of issues. They have some issues getting after the quarterback. They have some concerns on their defensive line. They're playing players in wrong positions that they just drafted. They have some questions in their secondary. They have a good running back, tight end, and wide receiver, which is really key for a young quarterback. But will Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey take that next step forward? Will Kareem Hunt avoid that sophomore slump? A lot of questions. I still think that even with their, I just think with Patrick Mahomes and losing Marcus Peters, that they are just going to take a step back for a year or two, and then they'll be back again as long as Patrick Mahomes works out. Then I have the Baltimore Ravens. They're kind of like the team that I have at number seven. They it all they have some really good talent around their team, but it all you just go back to the quarterback position. Joe Flacco, he kind of holds that team, that team back, that offense back. And they made some moves to help that offense. They went and got a tight end, which they've been lacking for a while. And they even drafted another quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use him. Their defense, I really like the pieces they have on their defense, but they still can take that next step forward as well. So it's definitely an interesting thing that this Ravens team has done, and we'll have to wait and see what they do. But I like some of the pieces they have, and I think that they are a team that could surprise and end up pushing for a wild card spot. But again, it just comes down to how Joe Flacco is and what Joe Flacco is going to do. And I'm also, again, really curious to see what kind of packages and things they come up for Lamar Jackson, because he definitely should be seeing the field as a rookie in certain packages, because he can help out that offense tremendously. Then I have the Tennessee Titans. Again, they have a lot of key pieces around on that team. They have some, they have a really good offense that has some really good weapons. They have a solid offensive line. They have some key players on defense, but Marcus Mariota every year, it seems like he seems like it's going to be the year that he really breaks out and he just doesn't seem to quite get there, but we'll have to definitely wait and see what he's able to do. And if he's able to take that next step forward and leave the Tennessee Titans to their next level, because last year, everyone I've talked to, even fans of the team have been adamant that the Tennessee Titans exceeded expectations. Nobody expected them to do what they did last year. And yet they did. Then at number six, I have the Tennessee or not the Tennessee. I have the Houston Texans. I almost put them at five and the number team I have at number five at number six. But what it came down to is their offensive line. I think the team at number five's offensive line is a little bit better. I think both teams have questions at quarterback and I'll get to number team five here in a little bit. But Deshaun Watson, he played a decent year. It wasn't as great as people crack it up to be due to fantasy numbers, but he made some mistakes. But again, he was a rookie and he was dealing with the worst offensive line I watched last year. I mean, maybe not the worst, but it was definitely bottom three. I think the Seahawks may have had a worse one and Texans weren't far behind. That offensive line was putrid. It was completely awful. Deshaun Watson had to handle that and deal with that. And at times he just wasn't able to. That defense has some questions, but hopefully JJ Watt's able to come back because with him, that defense is a diff- on a different level. Jadavion Clowney really helps out that defense. They have some really good pieces around on that defense. So we'll definitely have to wait and see what happens with that Houston Texans team. And if Deshaun Watson is able to take the next step forward as he's coming back from an injury as well, which you have to keep in mind. Now, I still have a lot that I want to go over. I still have the top five teams I want to go over. But before I do, I want to let you guys know and talk to you about why you guys need to become a Mile High Huddle VIP subscriber. 
Now, Myla Heddle's approach to covering the Broncos isn't just about reporting the news, although we do pride ourselves on being able to relate to you all the breaking news on the Broncos as it's happening in real time. What we like to focus on, though, breaking down the Broncos in depth. We do all 22 film reviews. We do X's, O's, deep dive player evaluations, draft analysis, all that jazz. And a lot of it is for VIP members. It's it's great content. It's the best of our content, and we save it. It's the most in-depth, and we save it for the VIP subscribers, for our premium members. To become a Mile Huddle VIP and get access to 100% of our written analysis and the VIP Insider Forums, you guys just got to click on the green banner. It's at the top of the website, and you guys get to choose either monthly or annual option, and you'll be locked in. From there, you get access to everything we produce, which includes insider information that we pick up, which we don't always, we don't go public with all the time, and if we do, we tend to keep it locked away for VIP Insiders or VIP members, so you guys got to sign up and get that information because let me tell you what, this last free, this last offseason, we had quite a bit of information before other places did that you guys would have known situations with CJ Anderson situations with the quarterback position situations with just a bunch of different positions on the Broncos and whatnot informations about directions and draft and stuff that not all of it turned out to be correct due to variables that are in there but it was information that you guys would have had access to earlier than you would have had other places gotten around to you and we work hard on bringing you the best Broncos coverage and analysis from around the web we just ask for your support by becoming a VIP member you guys pull the trigger you guys can have my word you guys can trust me you will not be disappointed now for the last few teams at number five of the denver broncos as i said i almost put them at six and the texans at at five but the difference was offensive line you still have questions with case keenum but the offensive line of the broncos looks a little bit better they do have a question with the coaching which the texans do as well but the broncos made moves to try to shore up their offensive line we'll see obviously have to wait and see how that pans out they still have a lot of good talent around the quarterback position their biggest issue last year was the quarterback position they didn't have a guy who was able to manipulate the pocket he wasn't able to help out the offensive line. He wasn't able to make reads and make quick reads. He wasn't able to get the ball out quickly. He was holding on to the ball quite a while. And that made the offensive line look worse. So hopefully having Case Keenum will help the Broncos and the offensive line look better than they are. Hopefully it'll help take pressure off the rest of the offense and they'll be able to have at least, at the very least, an effective offense. But again, it just comes back to Vance Joseph. That's the that's the biggest question for me is Vance Joseph. Is he able to take the next step? That defense, I would expect them to be even better than they were last year. And they were a top, top five to top 10 unit last year on defense. And I would expect them to be just right up there once again this year. Then I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have some questions, of course, as every team does, but they seem to be a team that is fundamentally sound. They are really well coached. They do their jobs. Can Ben Roethlisberger stay healthy? Can Antonio Brown stay on the field? What's Le'Veon Bell going to do? Is he going to be able to stay on the field? How is that defense going to look? So they, they they have questions, but they again, they're just so fundamentally sound that they just are able to stay sustain their play or sustain their play at such a high level and do it consistently that having them out of the top five or even the top four felt would feel a little weird to me. So I have them at number four. I almost put them at number three ahead of the Los Angeles Chargers, but I think on paper the Chargers roster is a little bit stronger, but it just comes down to staying healthy so it's definitely very easily switchable for number three and number four because every year it seems to be that the word with the los angeles Chargers is they're a contender as long as they can stay healthy and they never can stay healthy and they have a really good offense they have a really good defense they have a lot of key players they just cannot stay healthy and it's already started they lost their tight end hunter henry who they were hoping would take that next step forward and be a key contributor for the team this next year and he's gone for the year with her acl so we'll see as that as the season continues how healthy will the Chargers be 
able to stay and will they be able to take the next step forward and it's worth remembering too if they had a better field goal kicker throughout at the beginning of the season last year they probably would have won the division and made the playoffs too so despite all the injuries they suffered last year they were just a few field goal kicks away from being a playoff team number two i have the jacksonville jaguars they're a team that they added to strengths they added to some of their weaknesses they still have Blake Bortles as their quarterback, but he played well enough last year to help them win. They don't have any huge glaring holes. They don't have anything that can say, okay, yeah, this is what's going to keep them from being a contending team. That defense is outstanding. It's tremendous. And if they can take that next step forward, then by golly, we may see the best defensive team to ever play in the NFL regular season. Last year, they came close to being one of the best defenses to ever play in the regular season. They're just right there. They just got to take that next step forward. And the number one team, as always, the New England Patriots. Tom Brady, I mean, they have Julian Edelman, who's going to be suspended right now. But with Tom Brady, it doesn't matter who you have around him. He is a guy who can sling the ball and move the offense. He's smart. He's effective. He knows what he needs to do. And they do have questions on that offensive line. But again, Tom Brady is a guy who can just pick up that team and carry him on his back all the way to a Super Bowl victory. And so you just, you can't write the Patriots off. And I don't expect them to be anything worse than at least the second best team in the AFC West. Although I would project them to be the best team in the AFC West right now. Or in the AFC in general right now, not the AFC West. Sorry. Anyways, guys, that's going to wrap it up for me. I want to thank you all for listening to Trickle Down Theories. Please leave a like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. It's, or follow me on Twitter anyways. It's at Eric Trickle. You can always reach me on there with any kind of question and I'm more than willing to respond. If I don't respond right away it's probably because i'm busy i am getting married in 10 days so i've been really trying to crack down and get everything planned for that so i I, if i don't get to you back get back to you right away i will try to remember and get back to you later although i don't always so but again just send me any kind of questions after you guys listen to this and you guys have your disagreements as i'm sure you will feel free to reach out to me on twitter and explain to me why you disagree and where you disagree it open up a discussion anyways it's without your guys' support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and so we really appreciate that and we love the fact that you guys are so supportive of us and i love the interaction with y'all and follow at mile i huddle that's where all of our written work from mile comes from and at huddle up pod for all the podcasts that regularly focus on the denver broncos besides just my show we have nick kendall's and chad jensen's show that focus specifically on the Denver Broncos and as always I had a great time sitting here talking and chatting away and can't wait to bring you the next episode wrapping up this show I'm your host Eric Trickle I want to thank you all for listening to Trickle Down Theories and have a wonderful day Mile High Huddle